Knockout Ginger episode 29 with Andrew Miller, one of my favorite people to play with, and he moved away. So he's recording from Nova Scotia, I'm recording from my bedroom in Toronto, and that's why it sounds the way it sounds. Thanks for listening. Email me at knockoutginger at gmail.com. F all the haters. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Ah, cool. There you are. What's going on? Not too much, man. How you doing? I'm all right. I'm fucking tired. So what? What's going on here? You're working at the Rex, like all all night, or? Pretty much. I'm uh, I just sit there from like midnight till eight a.m. Holy shit! Yeah. So I've just been covering. And and it's just the just the hotels open or? Nothing's open. Oh, okay. It's just like basically security. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, crazy, man. Yeah, it's all right. I, I like I'm the. I've been the door guy for the last couple months. Right. And uh, I guess I live around the corner, so it's just the, uh, like the logical. How are How are you keeping with uh, quarantine and stuff? Uh, you know, fine, I guess. Like, it's nice to. Uh, well, I was at my parents' place in Burlington for about a month, and. Uh, started to get a little nuts yeah um but it's like just being back in the city and like having a place to go a couple nights a week even if it's just sitting it's just like nice to have like a a bit of a schedule thing going on but uh it could be worse for sure for sure like i'm in a pretty all right position Um, and you're you're living with rob now yeah nice awesome man yeah What's uh, it's not super bad out there yet, is it? No, I mean it's been kind of, I, I don't know. I think it's like between six and nine hundred cases here or something total. So, but but I think we're getting like four new cases, you know, every three or four days or something. So it's pretty chill. Like it's 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 definitely uh, it's it's rolling back. Good, solid. Yeah. Yeah, um, but. I'm feeling like I'm losing my mind a little bit for sure. It's it's just weird. Um, I don't know if you felt this, but like time seems to be uh, going by simultaneously very fast and extremely slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, crazy. One day I woke up and I was like, oh, I haven't done a podcast in a month. Yeah. But it's it's like a weird thing. Like, yeah, I don't know. What's the scene like out there? Pre-quarantine, uh, I guess. Pre-quarantine, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's good. I think it's I think it's changing a lot. Um, for the better, which is awesome. Um, there's a lot of people, a lot more people my age that seem to be kind of interested in playing. Um, not even like not necessarily just jazz, but you know. Uh, different creative types of music and and kind of bringing in different elements there's a there's a pretty cool like math rock scene here actually that's um, cool 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and some really good bands. So I, I think all in all, it's it's pretty strong, you know? Um, it took me kind of a while to get settled in, I would say. Yeah. Like it, it took a bit to, to figure out what I was going to do here and like what I could contribute because... I mean, there's not there's not like a heavy jazz scene per se, uh, but I kind of carved out my own little thing now. Yeah, it seems like you're playing a lot. Yeah, seems like yeah. like yeah. it was a a good decision. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. Um, I still miss Toronto a lot, you know. Yeah. I miss it. I miss it regularly. <laughs> well, I think people here miss you too. So I th- and like I think you should just like come back more, you know. And that's um, finally, you know, and the hard the hard thing moving here too was just kind of getting like the. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people, you know, a couple couple years out of school, it's just getting the financial shit together. You know what I mean? Can I swear? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Turn it up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just getting the the financial aspect of life together took it took a little while just to figure out like wh- how I was gonna um, make ends meet, so to speak. Um, it's ha- like it's hard making a decision to leave um, an artistically satisfying, uh, you know, scent like a metropolitan center right i mean toronto is just like you can find whatever kind of musicians you want to surround yourself with or whatever kind of music you want to make uh or imagine you know what i mean there's just just so many tools in the toolbox um and awesome people i mean the scene in toronto is just so welcoming you know i i like i when i first moved there i was i transferred into second year like Within the first week, I was playing gigs because people were just like, "Oh, you're new to town. You should you should play gigs." You yeah. know, have a gig. Here's a gig, and I was just like, "Uh, okay." You know. Yeah. Uh, first gig I ever played in Toronto. What this is? Uh, uh, I was so scared, but was with Bernie Sinensky. <laughs> Solid. How did that go down? Uh. I th- it it went way better than I expected it to, but I I'm sure I sounded like shit, you know. Um, but he he taught me a lot on that gig. We played, uh, I think it was Nathan Hiltz. Nathan Hiltz was on guitar, and Bernie was playing organ, um, and I was playing drums. They used to have this gig with Morgan Childs down at uh, Joe Mama's. Yeah. Do you ever go? I never yeah. went, but. Um, they're old. Ryan Oliver sometimes, or he would he would do it most of the time too. Yeah. How did you get? How did you get that gig? Like, what was the? I hooked up with Morgan right when I got there, um, and then Morgan couldn't do this gig, and he's like, "Hey, you should do this gig." Uh, so I went down and I'm playing with Bernie and Nathan, and just got my ass handed to me. It was great though. <laughs> so, I guess it happened to for me quick too, like with Nick. Yeah. So Nick just kind of welcomed me into that community. For sure. Right away and he, when I got here. Definitely. He's like the... Uh, he's he's always been really good about that. Yeah. He's kind of like... Yeah, spreading the love. Yeah, for sure. Have you heard his new record? 
It's amazing. The one with you're talking about the the like his trio plus Lena. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Got me copy. I just got it in the mail. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how are you feeling? This is what you're you're you've been in Toronto like back in the GTA proper for like a year year and a half now. Uh, probably yeah. I was with my parents for about a year. Right. And then I've been. I guess I've been in the city for like six months. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, year and a half. And how are you? How are you feeling musically? And you know, before this shit all went down. Uh, great. Yeah. Super, super stoked. There's like, um, there's so many people to play with, and I want to be playing more, obviously. But like, um. It's a nice thing to have, like, um, like right now I have, like for example, I have so many versions of my band. Yeah. That work, and I'm stoked on. So it's like, like, I found my band, and then you and Alexi left, and I was like, okay, now what? And then, uh, well, yeah. And then I found some great people and then they got busy and I found more people and it's just like now I have like this great rotating cast of whoever and it's like and I'm also not super busy so having like one gig a month with a stacked lineup of whoever can make it is just like a pretty great scenario at the moment definitely yeah and and I think I think one thing that um, that works really well with your book of music too just from playing those tunes is that um, like they're written in in such a way that they don't have to be like you don't need. And I'm I'm, not, I'm saying this definitely in a positive way. I don't want it to come out as like a negative. But they're written in such a way that like you don't need a a very specific bag to um, have them come across. You know, more or less with the intent that. You, you were going for or or for them to just be intentional at all i guess you know what i mean like there's some it's not like there's like changing meters every <laughs> measure you know what i mean yeah but you've got like hooks really strong hooks really strong melodies nice forms it's free to loosen up lots, you know which i think is really cool i always felt really great playing those tunes because it was just um just like open or yeah, exactly. Just like whatever. Yeah. You, it's like I write in a way where it's like impossible to. Uh, it's almost like you just have to. The only way to fuck it up is if you give up, or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but that's the great part of like, I put a couple dots on a page, and then hire the killers and just like, chill out and go on, go down for the ride or whatever. You know, I just like stand in the back and party, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Do you have like a uh, do you have like a working unit there yet, or are you just kind of? Yeah, it's pretty recent too, but um, yeah, finally, it's um, it's uh, Pat Reed on bass. He he moved back here a couple of years ago. Did do you know Pat? He I don't think so. Yeah, he came up with a lot of those guys, Fab and and those dudes. Right. Um. Yeah, and he he lived in New York for like seven years, I think. Um, and met his wife Ange, who actually went to school with me 
in, I think it was when I was in third year, she came back and finished her last year, her, her performance degree, mm. great vocalist. Uh, yeah, and then they moved out here, and I honestly, I had no idea they were even here until, like, last winter or something. And Pat, Pat was really, you know, he's he's going to school to become a dentist, as dentist. Which oh, is oh, I know. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. Dan was telling me about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a fucking killer player. He's a, he's such a good hang. Um. And I mean, yeah, that was like right before Christmas when we started playing together finally. And it was nice, like, I would say instant hookup. We have, you know, we good good chemistry together. And um, more importantly, we just get along really well. Right, which is like basically yeah. the only thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and we just have, a, we kind of have a lot of mutual friends and stuff like that. So, and then there's this guy out here. Did you ever see Tenji May play? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he comes down, and we've got a trio that we're uh, working on right now. Actually, doing a remote recording session right now too, which is cool. Um, with and and actually, Pat's brother Dave, who's a great piano player, he's also in town here too. So he's putting putting some keys on the record as well. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting process. Have you done anything like that yet? Like, have you, with anyone, because um, you have you have some mics and stuff, right? You do some... Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you recorded uh, remotely with anyone? Like, sending files back and forth, or...? I haven't done it. Kind of, uh... I'm sort of refusing to do it. Yeah. And Until it becomes, like, the new normal. Right. I don't want to do it. It's like so much of it for me is it's like it's like going to a studio session and even just being in isolated booths like ruins it for me. Yeah, it it puts yeah. a it, yeah. I mean, recording at least for me has always been kind of a stressful situation. Usually because it's like a one day thing. It's yeah. like you either one day were you know you don't um but i i don't know i i, I gotta i gotta be honest i kind of like this process it's different yeah. and i like the challenge of having to try to make it sound like we're all in the same place all right so are you how are you doing it like are you sending tracks to each other yeah like i have i have tunes written um and so i send them to kenji and like i'll comp chords on the piano underneath or whatever i'll do like a like a scratch track kind of thing yeah um and lay the like lay the piano down um either with click or without and then i'll send it to kenji he'll put the melody on top and take a solo it's super weird it's super weird uh and then i'll put drums down and react to kenji and then pat puts his shit down it's it's like it's really weird though i'm surprised because um, like the first take that we have sounds, it actually sounds pretty convincing. It's it's not the same as as uh, being being in the room with people, but it's 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 close. That's cool. I well, I'm super interested to hear that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's cool because you're actually like reacting. Yeah. 
just not in real time. Yeah, you have to, and like it's weird because you'll hear the same solo if you're doing multiple takes. Yeah, you have to try to not play the same. Sh well, or or actively play the same shit if you like what you played before and try to like build to that point again. I don't know. It's like I said, it's just it's really different from I think what most of us would be used to doing, like that process, right? Yeah, it's a strange, strange process. Even this, like having. Yeah doing zoom podcast is like it's way harder like it's super hard to i mean you're doing great you're you're like totally pulling your weight but like some like there's moments where you do these zoom things and you're just like we're just sitting here doing nothing and there's right. like there's like no energy to <laughs> to like vibe on or anything and we're just like sitting there like so uh you like you still like uh music you're still uh <laughs> uh yeah um, well I, yeah it's it's it, i i don't know man it's it is a really strange time and it's i think especially for like for creative people right um or or whatever anyone that's involved in in any kind of art or um you know creative process this is like usually you know, unless you're a visual artist that's doing everything by yourself or whatever, if you're writing a a show all in isolation, at at some point you have other people that like come into the equation to re you know realize what you've been working on. Right. So it, it's funny, you know, even you're saying in this situation where it's like, you know, a lot of those podcasts that you're doing, you were probably doing most of them in person. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, because it's a totally different feeling right yeah totally different feeling yeah it's uh i don't know how much longer i can take this but <laughs> it's fine you know yeah. thing with this i'd be interested to hear what your kind of practice schedule is too but i'm just trying to like maintain and make like small gains you know try to try to set small goals for myself throughout the week um and as long as I'm being honest about it, like I, I'm, I'm seeing improvements. I mean, it's not going to be as, I don't know, it's not going to be leaps and bounds like when you're practicing for gigs and shit. But yeah, like I, I'm trying to do like maybe an hour a day, you know. Like I'm in a bit of a period right now where I'm just like I'm playing along with records a lot, you know. And I have there's part of me that sometimes when I'm doing that, I'm going like I'm, you know, am I being honest about this or like am I retaining what I'm you know if I'm trying to like fit in with a band or something or fit in with a track that I'm playing along with am I am I really listening to what's going on or am I just kind of like playing my shit over top of them <laughs> you know what right. I mean yeah I do know what you mean I spend that's probably the majority of my practicing is playing with records yeah uh, yeah it's a for sure sorry what Oh, it's the best kind of metronome. Yeah, definitely. And like the fact that all these, there's all these Tim Byrne bands without bass players. Yeah. Like, it's the best. I love that video you did um, playing along with Tyshawn. Um, that that Tyshawn recording. Oh, that oh, that's just uh, trash. Just, oh, dude, I loved it. I was so down. He. Uh, 
I forget that the internet's a real place. Oh yeah. So I posted it and I tagged him and then he put it in his story and I'm like, fuck, people are seeing this. Oh. This is this is the one. Good. Oh whatever. Man, he's a. Uh, I I've never actually met him, um, but I I I he's one of the guys I actually feel comfortable like direct messaging because I did it once, and he sent me back this like very thoughtful response. It was it was like very detailed. Um, I was just asking about, you know, just kind of like some some concepts that I I or I was wondering how he practiced certain you know a couple certain concepts just things that i was noticing in his playing yeah he sent me back like a really 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 nice response um i yeah i've never like i said never have you ever hung around him have yeah you met him? i spent i was with i played with him for a week in banff it was oh, nice. pretty, pretty awesome <laughs> I it. Uh, uh and he's just like the most uh, open and welcoming person like it's there's this somehow you should be like taking a step back there's like maybe no one else that I'm more scared to play with right. but in the moment that's not there it doesn't exist when you're when you're actually in the moment with him right. which is the best there's like a seriousness in the moment that's like it doesn't really matter it's hard to it's almost like it doesn't matter how you sound or what you're doing it's like as long as you are doing it with intent or something as long as you have like the intensity and you're in the moment with him everything's cool right but as soon as you like drift away it's like you this better is you better knuckle up. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a really interesting um, point to bring up. Uh, I've had this discussion of quite a few times actually with Pat, um, this bass player friend I was telling you about, and we we've been talking like we've talked a lot about focus basically, like stamina, uh, focus stamina rather, and. Like not being being honest when you start to drift and trying to notice it, like as it's happening or before it happens. You know, um, if you're just like comping, comping. For me, it's I, I think my tendency is like I get I get into like um, similar kind of tombers for for particular kinds of you know quote unquote like solos mm. you know solos it's like there's certain tombers that i'm just like oh i'll i'll use this fucking thing that i do you know yeah. what i mean yeah, yeah yeah whereas like i'm not i'm not really hearing it it's just kind of more of like an autopilot kind of bullshit that i play um so that that's that's a that's an interesting thing to to bring up i i totally relate to that trying to be um more in the moment with with intention yeah it's like uh i think i i get it the most when i'm uh, or i it's a, the wrong way to say that i lose focus the most when i'm playing tunes that i 
don't really know and I'm reading them. Yeah. It's almost like I'm better off to play tunes that I don't really know and not read them. Right, and just play. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, it's a... Uh... And then with, I mean, if you're playing with the wrong people, it doesn't really work out. But if you're playing with the right people, it's like a... It's almost like... I've had experiences playing tunes that I don't really know with the right people, and it sounds better than if I had known the tunes well, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. Have, so... What, what do you do to get out of these situations where you, like, drift? Uh, you're saying, like, like on the bandstand? Yeah, if you're drifting, like, do you have, like, a... Um, so, uh, on the bandstand, I mean, I definitely... Uh, I definitely would try to play... Some, basically, the thing I'm trying to do now is just try to play something that I can't play. You know, and not, like, an exercise, but just try to, like, intentionally kind of put my hands somewhere... I know they'll feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then make then make it work. Oh, huh. that's I, kind of yeah. This is yeah. Go ahead. I know I know what that is. Like that's a that's a thing that I do for sure. Yeah. I just throw my hands somewhere. Yeah, paint yourself into a corner that you haven't painted yourself into yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because like even if it even if it I mean this is the funny thing, right? It's like um, when I first started going to school for music maybe you had this thought too or maybe i don't know maybe it was just me but i just kind of assumed that like professional players like never drop the form or like added beats or you know shit yeah. like that yeah I'm, like listening to recordings now i hear whatever quote unquote mistakes all the time you know what i mean yeah um but if 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 what they're playing is, you know, really intentional and honest, I mean, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, exactly. That's something, honestly, like, I had a long, it took me a long time to get to a place where I could actually say that and just be like, well, whatever, you know, like, I, I came out of my, we were trading something and, and I, I came out of it late and just reset the form two beats after or whatever, you know? Yeah, who cares? That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's strange. It's just mental. You just gotta. You just can't acknowledge what's going on to a certain degree. Like if you're like, as soon as you start to. Uh, even if you notice. Even if you're in the moment and you notice that you're in the moment, that's a deal breaker too. Yeah. Like just, yeah. it's like the key is to just like, like laser focus. Yeah, clear, clear this. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess almost letting it become kind of subconscious. Yeah, and just and it goes both ways. Like if you're, well, I guess the 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 key is just like not not judging in the moment. Yeah. It is what it is and move forward kind of. Yeah, for sure. Helps, I guess. I, I don't know. I think my my way of, I do sometimes, I guess, technically judge myself in the moment, but I think I've, I've got more humor about it now. Where when I'm playing, you know, I was saying earlier, like playing my shit, 
I'll just kind of laugh at myself now when I'm doing it as and just be like oh yeah like that's just it's just a it's just habitual you know yeah um, and I don't know I don't think habits have to be always such a bad thing sometimes habits are really cool because they, they end up making you kind of sound or making us sound like ourselves yeah yeah so often like often some of the things that we don't like about ourselves uh are things that we don't oh fuck i'm fried <laughs> the uh so like the if you're listening to yourself and you don't like something it's it's pretty often the case that that thing is something that's unique to you yeah you know? so it's like it's as long as you're like the things that we don't like about ourselves are often our defining features for sure I guess is the way to put it I don't know uh, yeah it, it's it comes I uh, I like practice I like practicing my bad habits and trying to find other ways to like maneuver them you know yeah exercises that are based on shit that I like to play and then figuring out how to like flip it upside down in some way or you know um, reimagine it so that I, I have more to work with rather than just the, the thing that I know how to do you right. know what I mean? Yeah I think I'm, I'm sort of at a point where like everything I play is a bad habit that I'm just trying to like flip somewhere I don't know I would like that could be your style too. I mean, honestly, like this that could be too. Like, this is the thing. Like, you just gotta embrace the uh, whatever happens, happens. Like, we're at a point where uh, I don't know when this, I don't know when this comes into play, but there's a there's a point where you just have to sit back and be like, okay, I've I've put so much time into this. Yeah. There's, and I just have to trust that. Uh, I just have to trust my intent, you know? And then if it goes off the rails, it goes off the rails. But there's got to be, uh, you have to be, you can't be afraid to disrespect the music. <laughs> yeah. I think. I, I dig that. I don't know. No, I, I dig that for sure. What do you find in, um, what what are you doing like during quarantine besides kind of either music related things or just like sitting in the house or working like are you doing are you finding any other kind of like hobby or not really uh you exercise I'm, I'm exercising a lot which is yes. like it's it's okay like when i was at my parents house i was riding the uh their exercise bike in the basement nice. um I was running a lot. I kind of my knees are weird, so I, I've stopped running recently. Um, but just trying to just like, there's so much energy that has to go somewhere, right now. It's crazy. So I like, feel you. Whether it's just like watching a show and like doing push-ups while I'm watching the show and just like maxing out as many as I can do and then lying down and doing more. It's just like so, like I got to just like keep doing stuff. Uh, and like a lot of things aren't really working for me like I can't really read right now 
Okay. It's like there's too much energy in in like I can't sit still and focus on on reading or something. I don't know. Just like no, finding I, new ways to cope. Yeah, I I totally I totally feel you on that one for sure. Do you have any? Uh, have you found any? Have you cracked any quarantine codes? Like, find any new stuff? I'm gar I'm gardening a lot. Nice, good. I'm growing shit and um, trying to. Uh, yeah, like I built some like planter boxes in the backyard, um, and just kind of got that all ready. I mean, I I planted some stuff the past couple weeks because I think we're more or less through the frost here. Like it shouldn't frost again, and if it does, I can cover it up. But I like planted some potatoes and onions and stuff. So that's been nice because I kind of go out there and I just sort of lose track of time. Whereas when I'm inside, I'm like hyper conscious of like, oh, if, if an hour goes by and I'm like not doing anything and I start to feel really guilty about it. Yeah. Whereas if I'm outside like in the garden and I can like see things progressing, I feel really productive and I don't. it doesn't matter if I'm not doing something that's related to music or whatever. You know, yeah. I can be out like below four or five hours and then go, oh, I actually got a bunch of shit done. Um, or like take, the other thing for me too is just like taking the dog for a walk. I find it really um, similar to what you're saying, you know, like just finding finding ways of releasing that energy because sometimes I'll just be like sitting and fidgeting and kind of shaking and going, what the fuck is pissed off yeah and you know jody's pretty awesome she just like knows when to tell me to go for a walk you know what I mean? she'll see me and she'll be like yeah you should probably go outside or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i yeah i had a similar thing being at my parents place for for a while and i'd just be like sitting on the couch not really doing anything but like kind of like tapping my hands on my knees or something and my dad would just be like hey what the fuck get out get out of here <laughs> what are you doing what's <laughs> i the the biggest thing that i'm vibration is such a thing like standing in the doorway at the rex and getting crushed with sound for four nights in a row is I used to think it was problematic and like I would wake up with a headache and my ears would be ringing but it's like such a necessary thing now like I I will I will never complain about that again yeah yeah no man I, I hear you I'm just miss making music with people it's so uh, it's so sad it sucks yeah yeah it does suck and then it gets into this deeper area of like I'm not there yet, and I think it'll take a lot. It'll take a lot of time before I get there. But there's there's going to be a time where I need to play more than I care about people dying. And right. That's a dark thing to say, but like, right. Like everyone's everyone's road, and the every everything that we're. Uh, focused on in life and choose to do in our in our lives is important and there's a certain point where like if we can't get out and do the thing that we have decided that we needed to do for our lives what's the what's going on here you know 
like there's a certain point where we have to put it on the line you know and yeah. that's a that's a super dark we can't end the podcast now we gotta we gotta get on to a <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i i hear you and i mean it's um i think one of the things you know assuming that these measures are going to kind of be more laxed in the coming weeks like maybe hopefully we'll be able to you know have some sort of connection with people you know whether it's whatever i know they're talking about like having like you're allowed to like have another household that you whatever cohabit habitate with or um, that's what they're talking about out here at least is that you can like it'll be like your house with one other house and like that's the only two houses that can kill with each other huh that's that's interesting i haven't really heard that yet a while before any of us play a gig again like probably next year you know i don't I know. know i hope not yeah uh unless they get a vaccine like november or something i don't know strange times man super strange times yeah the strangest like yeah um you should try to make like 30 solo records or something you should try to set a it, what if you did like a world record challenge or something for yourself too and you could try to do like like several records a day <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah i was so i, <laughs> I was kind of going down this road for a while i thought like what if I could do one a month? That'd be cool. And then quickly I realized that I was just recording rubbish. Okay, okay. <laughs> just recording for the sake of recording. Right. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Have you have you heard about this new label that Tim has with, Tim Byrne has with David Torn? Um, I don't know if I have. What's They're, the name? It's called Nine Donkey. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And they're kind of just doing, like, homemade solo recordings. Okay. And putting them on Bandcamp. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, I saw something about that. Um, maybe, sorry, who's the guy who runs Pi Records again? I don't, I don't know. All right, I just remember seeing a post about it now. Instagram, I think. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah, it is, for sure. Um, do you have any any music that you want to tell people about? Or like any records you're listening to or anything? Uh, well, um, I've been listening to some Tony Allen lately. Uh, listening to Lee Conant's for sure. That was a big one. Um, him and McCoy, I think, for me. Just because I I, I, I did, obs I got obsessed over a lot of their music. You know, it it's it takes someone leaving the planet for you to go like, holy shit. They meant a lot. Yeah. You know, boy, for me was pro probably the biggest one lately. Um, but yeah, Tony Allen the other day that was just like, you know, that's a total bummer. Yeah. It's a really, really bummer. Um, I'm working on a uh, a record right now, and I'm working on a solo record too. Um. And so I have a mic. Yeah, I've got a little mic set up now. Uh, so that's I'm just working on drum set compositions. Some of it's sort of based on I've been playing tabla a lot mm. uh, last year. 
some of it's sort of based on that repertoire, but I'm, I'm not trying to be a toggle player on a drum set. I'm trying to just use the influence or kind of the the sound and the feel of that instrument on the drum set more. Uh, just, to, just to influence, yeah, my, my drum set writing, because that's something I feel like I've been really... I've, I've sort of put on put on a back burner is just not not I'll write tunes and I won't con- compose a drum set part and sometimes I think that's okay and sometimes I'm sort of like well that's bullshit everything else is composed you know why the fuck why am I not writing something for myself you know right. um, so I, I took a step back and was now I'm trying to do that with this recording project like actually write drum set pieces right that's cool yeah, um, Nick's new record is great. Um, yeah, it's just. Put out Nick Frazier. I'm sure he'll listen to this episode probably five, six, maybe ten times. Uh, yeah, I, I heard that's all he does. <laughs> Knockout ginger on repeat. <laughs> yeah, he fucking hates it, man. Like during the, I edited the peripheral vision one last night, and there was a moment where he's like. Uh, hey, are we done yet? And then a couple minutes later, he's like, okay, I'm going, bye. And then the podcast went on for like 10 more minutes without him. Yeah. Yeah. He's not into it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm sure it's harder with, you know, five, six people on a Zoom call trying to do a podcast too. But, uh, what about yourself? What are you, less, what are you checking out? Um... Eddie Gomez. Nice. And, like, historically, not a Eddie Gomez fan. Yeah. But there are some... Uh, I found some Bill Evans recordings that I hadn't really checked out before. Which which records? Uh, there's one called Jazz House, and there's yeah. one called You've Been... You're gonna... The one after it. It's the same live concert, but it's just split up into two records. It's like, you're gonna... You're gonna see me now or something? Okay. Uh, you're gonna hear from me. You're gonna hear from me. Okay. Cool. Um, and it's they're live and Eddie sounds insane, and it's it's uh and he's still. It's before it's still before amps came into play, so he doesn't he's not totally ruining the recordings, right. at this point. <laughs> Uh, I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's hard to get over that aesthetic. Like, there's there's Ron, you know, like uh, there's records with Tony and Ron in that that period of the amplifier as well. Where you know, I'm listening to Ron and like I, there, you know, he's he's so great. He's an incredible bass player. But just sometimes when he's playing, whatever that just that time period is, they just sound like shit. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the. Uh... Some of those records, the sound of the bass is the only thing stopping it from being like the greatest record of all time. Right. And it's just like, my ears hurt. Why do you sound like a cat? Meow. <laughs> like, why are you. <laughs> a, a cat playing with elastic bands. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, also, one last. Yeah, one last one to share. Bill Laswell. Great dub artist. Have you checked him out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Obsessing right now. Sweet. Uh, there's a 
Yeah. There's a record that he did with Peter Brotzman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's this one he does. He did actually with John Baptiste too. I'm not a John Baptiste guy, but it's a great record. Um, and yeah, the ambient ambient dub volumes too. Those those recordings of those are just so slick. Um, great for sunny days. His his music, holy shit. If it's sunny out, I'm just like jamming that. Sweet. I'll have to check that out. I've only ever heard him do like raging crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, kind of a he's got an interesting spectrum for sure. Um can't remember who I heard him with. I think I heard him play with like I don't remember. Was that Winter Jazz Fest? No, it doesn't matter. Um, well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to do more of these. Yeah. We should, like, uh, just depending on how long this goes on, especially. But now that I've realized this is such an easy thing to do. Yeah, I, yeah man, you, 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 you should, or even if you just want to... 